are listening to the Creative Spirits Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Benji. I'm an artist, art educator, and creative coach. I'm here to share my journey and experience with you. I also interview other artists and creatives and share their words of wisdom. I believe we were all born to create. It just takes a little bit of practice, patience, and persistence to get to where you want to be. So please stay tuned for a magical episode. This is episode 99 of the Creative Spirits Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Benji. Thank you again for joining me. Today's podcast is really amazing. I loved this interview. I was interviewed by Happy Ali, who is a spiritual life coach, and he was my coach and my son's coach about two or three years ago, and we became good friends because we just had so much in common, and he too is an artist. He started off as a makeup artist, and then he went into life coaching and he's been doing it ever since and he started his own podcast happy insights and i have interviewed him for my podcast and this time he interviewed me and it was such an honor to be a part of his podcast and I just loved our time together and everything we talked about. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. It's all about healing through art. Hello and welcome to the Happy Insights Podcast. My name is Happy Ali. I am your host and I'm so excited to have you join me today for this episode because we're going to be talking about art and healing and spirituality. I have a wonderful guest on the show. Her name is Cheryl Benji. She's an artist. She's an art educator and a creative coach. And welcome. Welcome to the show, Cheryl. Thank you for having me, Happy. It's such a pleasure to be here. It's really nice to have you here in person because Cheryl and I have a history. (laughs) We worked together. I was her coach and she inspired me to start my podcast and get it going because I was goofing off. And we're both artists. We're both parents and we both want to change the world however way we can. So thank you again. It's nice to be in person with you. Yes, likewise. And it was so nice to have you as my coach. I really enjoyed it. And I highly recommend Happy. Like, amazing. Yeah. Oh, she can plug me and I will plug you right back. (laughs) So I really wanted you on the show because a lot of people don't really connect art with spirituality and healing. And this is what I teach. You know, all my work is about healing and connecting to something greater. But I felt like you were the perfect person to explain it to us because you are a creative coach. And really just give us like the details and lowdown of what it is we need to know. But before we go there, I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me, when did you start the creative process? When did you start drawing or painting or whatever it was? Well, can you get into that a little bit for me? 
Yeah, so I was eight years old when I realized that I loved art. And I remember going to a family friend's house and uh, I saw a painting on a wall. And I asked my mom who did that. And she said, oh, my friend's daughter did that. And I knew from there that this was what I wanted to do. And I asked my mom to enroll me in whatever class she was in. And my mom did that. And she would drive like pretty far to take me to those classes. And uh, I give my mom a lot of credit for sacrificing so much and seeing my vision and passion. And to this day, she does. And from there, um, you know, I got older and I wanted to become an artist, but I was talked out of it so much. My dad was a uh, physician and he thought going in the medical field would make more sense for me. And coming from an Iranian background, everything was more like you do what makes sense and what makes money and that's practical. And which is basically a lawyer, a doctor or an engineer. Yeah. Those are your three options. Right. And so I took all the science courses and on the side, I would take all the art. You did. <laughs> yes. And I probably could have minored in art and I wanted to become an art teacher. But again, I had all those doubts come in. Like, how is that going to make money or am I going to be successful at it? And when you're younger, I feel like everyone else influences you and you don't have the confidence as when you get older and you realize, hey, I can do this. And just taking the courses or life coaching and, you know, certain things happen in my life where I ended up becoming an art teacher. When did that happen? That happened when I was 33. 33, yeah. which was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was such an amazing experience for me because it just happened. Like I wasn't expecting it. Uh, a friend of mine just saw uh, paintings on the paintings I did on my walls. And she said, you know, you could teach art. And I told her, yeah, well, I've been wanting to do that. And by then I had two kids and at the time they were pretty small and I wasn't really working. And she said, you know, I could put together an art class with um, my son and uh, some of his friends and just come and teach it. You know, you know so much. And I just um, I was like, OK, how am I how am I going to do this? And I told my husband and he's like, what are you going to teach? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, I'll just figure it out. And I did. And I, at a certain point, I had like 30 students and I was doing art nights. And, cool. Yeah. And that was really like fulfilling for me. I loved it. And eventually there was an artist that came to my home. She was doing henna tattoo. I hired her to do henna tattoo for my daughter. Um, it was her my daughter's first birthday. And that's when my life changed. How? Um, she saw, again, 
my artwork on the walls. And at the time I was doing it as a hobby and I was just filling up my walls with art because I didn't know many other artists then. And I, I couldn't find anything that I really like loved. And I didn't want to just get anything from like a store because I feel like art has vibration. And when it's just from a store, in my opinion, it doesn't have energy to it. Like if you go to Bed Bath & Beyond and just get a print, there isn't that special energy that that person made and they're putting their like life force into. So I wanted to fill my house with, with good vibes and high energy. So, um, so she saw my artwork and she said, uh, have you ever thought of selling your artwork? And I, I was like, uh, no. And I looked at her like she was crazy and she goes, why not? And that's when a light switch went off for me, like something that was dormant and hidden for so long and kept in the closet, just busted out. Wow. Yeah. And, and it was like, she was hypnotizing me <laughs> later. She told me that she was doing NLP neuro-linguistic programming on me. Cause that was what she was trained in. And we, uh, exchange information and she became my mentor. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And she was like my fairy angel artist and she, um, told me what her website was and I saw her work and I was like, Oh my gosh, she's like an international artist. And I didn't, I didn't realize because she was just doing the henna tattoo. You know, you never know who someone is until you get to know them and talk to them. That's why I love like doing podcasts myself because everyone has a story, you know, even if it's just that one person who comes in to do something as simple as like a hand tattoo or whatever it could be a waitress or a waiter or whatever, like something you think is not such a big deal, but it, it like you get to know them and you see they have this wonderful story in them. So, um, and change your life and change your life. So had I not offered her food or, you know, just, give something and just talk to her. Um, that would never have happened. I wouldn't have had this gift now. And um, from there, she just started to tell me, okay, you need to create a series of work and about 10 pieces. And I thought 10 pieces. Are you crazy? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you can do it and just create a series. And I started to paint and she's like, Cheryl, just keep painting. Don't think about it so much. You're thinking too much. You're too much in your mind. And I always felt like um, that was me. I would just be in my mind. And through art, I was able to come out of there and come from more my heart and from my voice because I didn't know how to express myself. I was incredibly shy. And I feel like through my art, I was able to do that. It's fascinating because you would think that the throat and voice wouldn't come out of your hands, but it does. It can. Yeah. And when I first started painting, I realized and I realized this later, I created a lot of paintings in blue and the blue is related to the throat chakra. That's the point in my life where I was trying to really express myself. So everything came out in blue. And I also had thyroid issues and I had to take medication for it. Now I'm off the medication and I take more holistic things to help me and everything's more level. But I do feel like 
art was there to help me through that and to heal me with whatever I was going through internally. So was that your first introduction to art as a healing mechanism, as a healing tool? Yes, that's when I realized, okay, there's there's something to this. And it's not just about painting something pretty and just uh, looking at something. It's more than that. It's deeper. And for my viewers who are watching, Cheryl was kind enough to get me this, bring me this today. Um, I'm going to put it on the screen, but here, this is the beautiful piece she made for me. And I think it's upside down. <laughs> so it's beautiful. These are my favorite colors. And she somehow remembered. It's beautiful. And then in this terms, like gold is more like earth energy. Yeah. So and then you got blue. So it's beautiful, but it's got a lot of fun colors in it, but it's gorgeous. And so that's beautiful. that one I created um, after I had someone come into my home and uh, do feng shui. And he said I needed to have more of a balance. I had so much blues. And I needed to balance more of the the lower chakras and the the reds and the golds and have more of that in my house. So that's when I started incorporating more of that. And then I began to feel the balance within me and my art and who I was. And um, yeah, everything felt more aligned. And so I began to understand more of myself through colors and heal myself through colors. That's amazing. And you correlated the colors with chakras, which, you know, I, I was kind of late on the chakra train, mm. even though I knew about them forever, but I never really utilized them. And I had an inner experience that changed my entire perspective because I would close my eyes and rub my eyes and see what colors would show up. And one day when I felt like I was receiving information and I was channeling, I closed my eyes and I saw every color of the chakras in sequential order. And that changed my entire perspective about the power of the chakras because I realized I was getting divine energy and it was showing me all of it. But that's awesome. So you mentioned how it helped you express yourself and how the process start. Did it ever get to a point where it was bigger in terms of the healing or it became a stronger medicine than just, you know, a, something that was releasing pent up emotions or just allowing you to be more your most authentic self has it ever become more of a you know a bigger pill as in terms of a medicine for you yes um i was going through a difficult time around 2020 and it was around the time that you were helping me and you were coaching me and i decided to do a 100 day art transformation journey to release all that negative negative energy and feeling and sadness and uh, depression, whatever I was going through, I wanted to release it somehow. And even though, yeah, there was therapy, there was the coaching, I needed more than that. I needed to really, truly express myself. So every day for the next 100 days, I would sit down and paint. And it was on an eight by 10 piece of paper, a watercolor paper. I would have my watercolors out and I would have it prepared for the next day. And I would just, um, usually it was of a portrait and it had a lot of symbolism in there. 
And it was whatever I was going through in that day. And the colors I would incorporate in there were the colors I needed. And, um, you know, I look up the colors too to see, okay, what does each color symbolize? And um, how does it relate to what I'm going through? Or what colors do I need? Um, what symbols do I need? Or what symbols have I seen? Like I would see a lot of hummingbirds. And it, it related to the person that I was going through the difficulty with. And I would keep seeing these hummingbirds. And I looked it up to see and hummingbirds represent uh, resilience. And they're just these tiny little um, creatures. But they're so powerful. They're so powerful and amazing. So, um, And they just kept showing up. And I just incorporated them in my artwork. Uh, it felt so good to do that. And, you know, there are moments when I painted portraits and there were tears coming down and I would post them and people would ask me who were you know, pretty close to me, like, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're okay. And then, then we would have a conversation. They would DM me and we would have a conversation and then I would help them somehow, you know, through whatever they were going through. And I feel like art does that as well. It opens up conversations. It opens up um, vulnerable parts of ourselves that we're afraid to show. You know, we try to show this image on social media, especially of everything being perfect. And it was a time for me to show uh, it's not perfect right now. And this, this is what it looks like. And I was scared to do it. Especially in the Iranian culture, mm -hmm. what other people think is very important. You yes. pretty much base your entire life around what other people think. So that's a lot of courage that you had to muster up to be able to do that, I'm assuming. Yes, yes. It's always been a thing um, in my culture, religion, that you have to look a certain way and be a certain way. And there's a lot of pretending. And uh, art for me has brought a lot of that out. Like I do a lot of body art. And at first when I was doing that, I was terrified. I was mortified because I was like, what are people going to think of me and the community? And I had to let go of that too, because it was something new and not in the American culture, but in the Persian culture, like not too many artists do that. And, and I had people ask me like, why is it, you know, Persian people ask me, why is it that you do this? What's, what's the point and explaining it. And now it, it it's to the point where I have Persian um, people coming to me to have this experience, Persian women. Uh, you know, I was a makeup artist for a long yeah. time. So I do appreciate the human body as a canvas yeah. because I worked on the face and the body, you know, just contouring and yeah. making it shiny. I wasn't doing what you do, but it was very beautiful to draw on a canvas that was made from nature. And it was something about the connection between the artist and the person being drawn on yes. that I really love. And there's something about being in people's personal space yes, that creates an energetic connection that I really enjoy as an artist. And I feel that I miss now that I don't do makeup anymore because I'm not in people's space. I mean, we're pretty close right now, but in-person podcasts are far and few in between, you know? Yes. So I really appreciate that. This is, yeah. So the reason why I love doing it so much is for that reason, when you work on canvas or on paper, you don't have, it's a very, being an artist can be very, 
solitary. Like you are in your studio space by yourself. But when I would paint women, I would be able to interact with them and get to know them and get to the core of who they were or are and bring it out through art with colors, with paint. And I have them fill out a questionnaire before so I get to know them a little bit better and incorporate symbols in there. And I feel like that is healing as well. Like when I would see the way they were before and then after, and I'm sure you saw with like being a makeup artist, when a woman comes in before and how she feels and then you talking to her and like hearing what's been going on with her life and kind of being like the, the therapist. It is a therapist for sure. You know, or a coach and probably why you're here now doing this. Well, Uh, probably why I was doing that because this was the calling. Yes. Yes. And so, um, it's healing for, that person and for myself and to feel the paintbrush strokes. I like, they always say like, if it is so calming and feeling some of them close their eyes while I'm painting them and you know, there's music and it's just this immersive experience. And they take these photographs home where they feel like a goddess and look like one. And you bring this part of them out that they've hidden for so long. And I feel like that's what, my culture in a lot of ways would do is just repress everything and hide and where you were too afraid to show who you are. And that's what I just want to bring out in, in women. It makes sense how much culture does affect your art. As I'm saying that I'm looking at my book that I wrote that was completely inspired by my culture. It's about enhancing your inner magnetism and you're doing something similar. But, you know, we go through lives, regardless of what your culture is, where you were born, who your family was, you'll always find something wrong with it so you can rebel against it and create (laughs) something new. So there's no good culture, bad culture. There's always a place where you're from that you want to move away from or grow from. And I feel people like you or me in our culture, in the Iranian culture, because we're both from Iran, we pushed the envelope, we introduced new stuff, and we realized that we weren't giving enough credit to the people that everybody was so worried we're going to worry because as soon as they're exposed to something new, people usually welcome new stuff. So I always tell my mom, like, mom, let us, let me just be. She's like, you were not sent here to change the world and change the way people think. I said, yes, I was. So that was, you know, with coming out of the closet back in the day. And that was really fun in my culture. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so let's get back to the subject uh, of art and healing. So I want to know for you, what do you think happens in the brain or in the mind or in the spiritual field or whatever it is when you begin to draw as a form of healing or as a form of spiritual connection? What is it? What is it that happens that allows the the healing process for many? Because I know many art therapists that have been doing this for decades, you know, Right. And they always say they get incredible results, especially from children or people who don't know how to express themselves. Well, I feel like we repress so much inside ourselves and we don't know how to express it. And, you know, there's so many forms of expression. You could write, 
um, you can play music, uh, you can paint, and and so many other ways you can sing. And when you can express yourself in those ways, you are letting go of stuck emotions inside of you. And, you know, talking about it is good, at, you know, as well. But I feel we were all born creative. And I mean, look at your children. Look at the way they they express themselves when they start to color. And it doesn't matter what they're creating. They're not like, oh, this sucks. You know, I mean, at a certain age, when they get to a certain age, they get that way. But when you put all those materials in front of them, they get excited and they're just putting whatever it is they want on that paper. And some of it's ugly. And that's what, as adults, I feel like we, it's hard for us to deal with the ugly. And we don't want to put that on paper where everyone can see it and we put ourselves down for it. But I think there is, and, and trying to be perfect all the time is just not the reality. I always say there's the um, perfection and imperfection, you know, that those moments of imperfection are just so perfect and why not? And if it's ugly, it's okay. That's part of it. Well, art is really valued because it's unique. You know, the really expensive stuff, it's because it's very unique to that person. Mm -hmm. And you no, know, if somebody could do the exact same thing, that just as perfect as they thought the other one was, but the other one won't have any value because it doesn't have the soul in it. I have to tell you something. Somebody was trying to help me yesterday because I'm writing a book and I'm in about a week out from finishing it. And they were trying to give me guidance and saying to use AI, artificial intelligence to help me. And I looked at them like they were crazy. I thought, gosh, I'm supposed to pour my soul into this. So it's, it's you know, in there, even though the piece, my book will be um, copied and people won't actually be taking my computer or whatever it is that I poured my energy into, but the words will have an imprint of my soul in it. So I, when you were talking about that earlier, I really thought about that. I thought, gosh, I can't believe somebody really want me to do something and put it as a, and, and use artificial intelligence because it wouldn't have a piece of my soul. Exactly. And, you know, you always talk about like everything has um, energy, vibration, frequency to it. And what is it that you want to put out there? And that doesn't have, it's like dead energy. So that, that life is so important, that life force uh, that you're putting out there. So I agree with that. So I'm going to ask you three questions. First, what do you think is happening to your brain when you're being creative? And how does that help with healing? What do you think is happening in there? Well, I feel like, I mean, for me, in my case, it brings a sense of calm. And I see that with my students as well. Like there is, and, and they become like, they go into this meditative state. And I'm into meditation and that helps me with my creativity. But even if you're not into it and you can sit down and create something for just 30 minutes a day or whatever, um, it creates that calmness, I feel, in your brain. And you're able to focus more and not think. Like you get into this state of just being focused on whatever it is you are doing in that moment and to be present. And that's what 
we don't have this day. We are just so distracted by our phones and so much going on in the world that this is a gift. And And it's a present. It's a present. present. Yeah, to be in the present. And it's something to take advantage of. And like I said, we are all born creative. We just lose it. We forget it. And as adults, it's important to get back to that and to feel that again and be that kid again. So the second question I wanted to ask is, what do you think is happening energetically when you are being creative? Energetically? Well, you're increasing your vibration. You're increasing the good energy within you. And I mean, if you want to get down to the, the the chakras, like I think it's the sacral chakra that's deals with the, the energy and creating. And um, that is your, your magnifying, magnifying, magnifying and probably activating, activating. And that's, it's important and creativity we came here to create in my opinion and whether and it could be sometimes some people come here to destroy you know that's part of the yin and yang of life but that's so. creating too you that's know that's creating too creating it destruction is. is creating destruction right. that's uh it's it is we are creative by nature i mean i believe we are extensions of god and god is the creator therefore we are too so the third question for you is, what if someone doesn't really consider themselves an artist or feels uncomfortable picking up a tool that would be for art only? Right. I've dealt with a lot of students, mostly adults, because kids, you know, like I said, they're so open to it and they're so excited when they see all those materials in front of them. Adults feel more intimidated and it's a vulnerable place to be, especially when you're in a group with other students. And what I tell them is don't take yourself so seriously and enjoy the process and just have fun and whatever comes out comes out and it's okay. And start with something small, like be a kid again and bring out the paper and crayons. It's that simple or the markers, or if you have kids sit with them and watch them, observe them, and see what they're doing. Scribble. Well, you know, even as an artist, you don't have good days all the time. Oh. I know you know that. <laughs> yes. I know that because I am an artist. And, you know, I take time off from being an artist on paper, or now I've been doing art on my iPad, which I love. So I start with stick figures when I want to start back. I literally do stick figures, or when I want to express myself, I do a little circle, a line. And that I'm like, okay, that's me. That's my child. That's that. Because I feel like I just need to get it out. Right. Exactly. And this is something I also tell them, the ones who are like, oh, how come she's creating something so much nicer than me? And I tell them that, well, she's been coming to my classes for a while. And what happens is the more you create, the more you're connected to source and it keeps opening up the more, and, and, and it just gets better and better and better. And so you just want to keep practicing and keep connecting to that source. And on a neurological level, you are creating new neurons. Yes. So your brain is also growing at the same time while you're connecting. Yeah, you're creating new connections and they become stronger and stronger and you become more creative. So 
it's just practice. It's like I, I started taking piano two years ago after not playing for 20 years. And I thought I would start from Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't. I remembered a lot of the notes and everything. So um, I was somewhere in the middle. And it wasn't just about me playing once a week with my piano teacher. I had to practice every day just for a few minutes, um, 15, 20, sometimes 30 minutes. And I started to get better and better and better. And I remember as a kid, I would get so frustrated because I just couldn't get the song or I just couldn't play as well as the other students. And I didn't realize as a kid that, and even though my mom would tell me you need to practice or my piano te teacher told me you need to practice, I thought they were just being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and as an adult, you realize, okay, yes, it is so important to practice and get those neurons and everything connecting so your fingers can get it. And it's just over and over and over again until it gets better. So, and you know, there's people who look at the work I do and they're like, wow, that's amazing. That's great. And I tell them, you know how many years I've been doing this to get to that point? And it's still not that great. There's so many artists who are so much better than me, but I just keep going and I can't compare. I can't look like. <laughs> well, I think if you look at it as a process of being creative or healing or just expression, it doesn't matter what other people are doing. If you're mm -hmm. trying to, you know, make a living off of something, I'm speaking to more of my audience than you. Yes. If you're really just trying to use it as an outlet to let go of maybe trauma that's inside your body that requires your body to move as you're drawing and expressing yourself, or if you're just doing it to distract yourself from doing destructive things, or if you're doing it because you just don't know how to express yourself verbally or whatever it is, if you have an intention behind it, other than being the greatest artist on the planet, literally the stick figures will do. Yes. You know? Yes. So you are also a creative coach. So can you tell me a little bit about that briefly? What do you do and how do you work with people? So, um, I is interesting. Uh, we did a retreat. I did a retreat, um, with a organization called living beauty and it's women who have gone through cancer or going through it. And, um, we did yoga, um, a sound bath and I did the art portion and, um, one of those women came to me to do a healing coaching session. And it was so beautiful because before we started, she was um, not feeling well, feeling down and just going through some pain. And I led her through the session. And afterwards, she was like, I feel so much better. And not that it took all her pain away, but there was this calm and sense of like peace within her and she was just happier. And I feel like that's what creative coaching does. It brings that um, part of you that you don't see that you feel, you, you know, that creative part of you that you keep repressed. Um, it brings it out and I have tools that I use where I help people to uh, get those creative juices flowing. Do you recommend it for somebody who's already creative or someone who has no creativity background and just wants to tap into that? Both. 
You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, again, I feel we are all creative, but we repress it. We keep it so hidden and we forget and it's, it's there. It's there. We just need to tap into it. And that's what creative coaching is all about is tapping into that creativity again and bringing it out. So it probably wouldn't be a single session. It'd be like a series of sessions for you to slowly progress and right. uncover. And, right. And doing not just talking, but actually doing um, art together and creating together and at the same time coaching um, my student through it, my client through whatever they're going through, because they're going to see things come out through their art. And I also do a guided meditation beforehand uh, to calm their senses. And we go through different colors and what colors that might come through, uh, through them. And um, also what does that color mean that they saw? And is it the color that they needed at this time? So basically you're working with their mind to help them heal their own life issues. And you're also working with a creative aspect to fuse the two and allow the creativity to bring out things that you need to see to help them heal. Yes. And to build the self-confidence because a lot of people don't have that confidence in themselves that they can create. And it's something so many adults lack and I see it over and over again when I'm teaching adults is they they put themselves down um that's terrible I don't like it and I had one student who said I'm not enjoying the process and I said okay that's okay my daughter I remember she was around eight and she created something she hated it and she just crumbled it up and just threw it and I didn't say anything and I just observed her and she was getting so frustrated and then she brought out another piece of paper and she created something again and then she liked it and I just from observing her I realized wow this is what so many adults go through but they quit they stop at the trash oh. can uh-huh they don't give themselves permission or the space to go back and create something new and let's start all over. And I feel like that's what life is about. Like we make mistakes, whether it's with parenting or life decisions or whatever it is we're going through in life. And we don't give ourselves the permission to start all over and say, hey, let's this is a do over and it's OK to make that mistake. I think your sessions would be amazing because it would be creative and coming to terms with a lot of your own hangups or things that you're holding on to. So it would be like a therapy and art at the same time. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, I've also worked with children and I had one who she was so hard on herself, which most kids, they're, they're so great and their confidence was so high. But this one, she just kept putting her work down. And eventually I got her to the point where she was having more confidence. And then she took one of her paintings home and her mom goes, and it was this cute um, unicorn. How magical. Unicorn. You know, kids love painting those magical creatures. And the mom um, 
calls me and goes, can you work on her skills? That painting was a disaster. Wow. And I realized that wonder her self-confidence is so low. If her mom is telling her that, not that I'm like, I'm not trying to judge or anything, but I feel like it's so important for the adults too to, you know, when they're talking to their children about whatever they're creating, I'm not saying to say, oh, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. Or, you know, just observe, wow, you created, you know, I love the colors you used. And what is that that you put in there? And um, is that a symbol or is that a house or what does that mean to you? Is it a dog? <laughs> no. Did you call child protective services on the parent? <laughs> I would have done that. I'm only joking. But that, so children and adults both can come to you and uh, they will get different things. Adults are interesting because I work with adults mostly yes. <laughs> and peeling off those layers is yeah. really fun. But I love really doing fun. it. Yeah. But kids are so different um, because they're just so pure. I have art they're walls so everywhere. Pure. Yeah. My son that has more frustrations living inside him or he's expressing them a lot. Uh, has a lot more creative juices flowing through him. I yeah. just realized maybe it's because there's a lot inside him that needs to come out. And there's so much art around the house from him. And it's all from him mostly. But I think because he is just so serious about life and takes it so seriously, I can see how he's channeling that into his art. And he's only six. Amazing. Cheryl, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate having you on the show. Is there anything else you'd like to add that I didn't ask or anything you want to share with my viewers and listeners? Uh, something that came up for me also was, you know, there's so much going on in Iran right now. And I did a whole series on that when it comes to like healing. That was something because, you know, we, my parents immigrated out, and during the 1979 revolution, I was only two. And there was so many repressed feelings that I had that I didn't realize until I created this body art series that had to do with Iran and to the women, dedicated to the women of Iran. And there was so much healing that went on for me. And I got so many DMs from women from Iran saying, thank you. Thank you for this. So... I just want to bring light to that and that whatever trauma or hurt or pain people are going through in the world, there are tools that can help and art is one of them. I love that. Thank you so, so much. I hope you, you come back on the show and Absolutely. we can dive into other topics that I know you would. I would love to talk to you about. Absolutely and with. happy. It's been a pleasure and an Thank honor. Thank you. Thank you. Same here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Please make sure to write a review. Although no one really does this. So why don't you be the first person to write a review, especially on Spotify and, and Apple podcasts or YouTube. Go for it. Do it. It takes two seconds. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. I will see you on the next episode. Bye.
Thank you for listening to today's Creative Spirits podcast. If you would like to get to know me better, you can go to my website, CherylBenji.com, or follow me on Instagram at CherylBenji underscore art. If you would like a creative coaching session with me, please contact me through my website. You can also join my Creative Spirits Facebook group or Saturday Night Live Art Shows Facebook group. Please follow and share with anyone that might be interested in this podcast. It would mean the world to me. I believe in the butterfly effect and spreading the good vibes into the universe. You never know who you will impact by sharing. Love and light and magic always. Thank you.